It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Coming to you from the heart of Silicon Valley, this is CUDA Confidential, the official podcast of the San Jose Barracuda, AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks. Now, here's your host, Nick Nolenberger. Our next guest was drafted by the Lightning in 2018, but would be traded to the Sharks in April of 2021 for defenseman Frederick Clayson. In 2022, we backstopped the Denver Pioneers to their ninth national championship in program history. As a senior in 2023, he was named the top goaltender in the NCHC. We are happy to welcome our next guest to Cuda Confidential, Sharks goaltending prospect Magnus Krona. We are very pleased to be joined by Sharks goalie prospect, Magnus Crota. First of all, Magnus, welcome to the organization, and thank you very much for the time. I know it's a very busy time of the year for you. You are almost finished with college, just wrapping up your final classes, and you've got finals coming up. So how are things going, and thank you again for the time. Yeah, uh, thank you uh, for having me here. Uh, yeah, as you said, it's wrapping up. I'm on the on the finish line here of, of uh, an incredible four years here at at Denver and uh, I mean I, I, I think things could not be not be better and uh, especially signing with San Jose too. I think everybody goes through this when they go through college it's like a the blink of the eye uh, you start one day you're just getting used to where your classes are trying to figure out the campus the next thing you know it's over so is that the case for you now that you're almost done with your your college career? Oh yeah, indeed. I mean, I remember when I came in as a freshman, everyone was telling me these like cliche quotes of like, oh, go so fast, like don't take it for granted. And I never and I never did, but it truly goes way faster than you actually think. And it's just so much fun being part of part of this program and and playing for them for four years. I'm sure you've been asked this a dozen times, but how does a kid from Sweden end up playing US college hockey? Uh so it's it was an interesting story because my agent was actually a, not a friend, but he he knew the coaching staff here at Denver, uh, and they barely even saw me play. But my agent played at, or he was just at school in Michigan, so uh, so he had a connection to college hockey. Uh, and then it was fun for last year that he got to see me play against Michigan in the Frozen Four, so he was there for that. Uh, but yeah, that was basically the connection, and and then kind of saw the progress of another Swedish goalie that was before me here at Denver. Uh, his name is Philip Larson. Um, played a little one year with the Red Wings, but it was our early success, especially with the, the Swedish goalies from there. Were there any other schools in the mix or was Denver kind of the the one and only for you? Uh, I would say Denver was the only one for me, honestly. Uh, I mean, from their own, from their past experiences and, and success within the program, uh, it felt like to me it was it was a no-brainer to take. So why the college route? Why was that the best for you beyond the education and, and what goes into that? But from a development standpoint, why was going to the U.S. and playing college hockey the right call for you? Uh, I mean, as I see it, uh, from my perspective, I think that goalies take a little longer time to develop. Um, and on top, like you mentioned, the school, it's not a bad thing to have, but it's, it's going to be four years. And then now when 
uh, Corona happened, I could have gotten a fifth year, but chose not to. But it, was, it just felt like the right way for me to get my education. But at the same time, the amount of practice and with the staff that we have to, for four years of that, uh, to actually see a huge difference in when I came in and when I left. It seems like Sweden and a lot of the European countries, small, tight, you know, a lot of the players, if you make it all the way to the professional level in North America, you tend to know guys. Are you familiar with any of the Swedes currently in the Sharks organization? I mean, yeah, Aki for sure. Uh, we kind of knew about each other for, for a little bit before meeting at camp. Uh, but that's, that's about it. But yeah, real fun guy. Uh, we were, uh, hanging out a lot that first time where it was his first year at the uh, development camp. Uh, so it'll be a lot of fun seeing him uh, again in, in this this year's camp, I think he's coming too. So it'll be a lot of fun. And then probably going to train a lot during the summer, hopefully skate together again. So We mentioned Philip Larson. He played one year at DU right before you arrived, another Swede going that college route. But your goalie mate, I guess, if you will, Devin Cooley, who was at DU for a minute while you were there, he's a San Jose native. He signed Curly to Nashville's organization. Did he ever talk to you once the mm -hmm. trade was made, you being acquired by the Sharks and joining the organization that he kind of grew up in, I guess? He played for the Junior Sharks. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I first got traded to San Jose, he was like, you will love it. It's an unbelievable place. And then when after I signed, he was like, I'm so happy for you. Like, you'll see me in the summer and, and all that good stuff. But, yeah, I mean – he, he was a big role, especially coming in as a freshman, uh, had a lot of influence on me. Uh, and then he left after my first year to go pro with Nashville. Uh, but always a good friend of mine. Uh, always means the best for, for me. Uh, very much respect for him and great guy. Los Gatos, too. Are you excited about coming to California? You're from Sweden. You played your college hockey at DU. The weather's a little bit different than out here in California. You excited for, for what's to come from a weather standpoint? Yeah. I mean, as a Scandinavian guy, I've, I've seen pretty much all the uh, environments, cold and warm. Uh, but California, I love California. I was actually there this winter, too, and in Santa Barbara, too, with my girlfriend. Uh, but it's an unbelievable place. I mean, can't really complain about some hot, hot winters. You signed in April, officially signing with the San Jose Sharks, your entry-level deal. You would have become a free agent had you not signed. How much of a relief was it to ink your deal and officially begin this next chapter in your career? No, I mean, I think it was great, uh, especially to get kind of a receipt on the things I've done great the past four years, especially here. Um and it was, a, it was a big goal for mine. Even when I came in as a freshman, I said I wanted to sign a, a professional contract by by the time I'm done here. Uh, so it was, a, it was a big relief, and I was really happy that it was with, with San Jose as well. Coming off the national championship team, it would be two years ago, you went back to school as a senior. It doesn't always happen at the college level. Sometimes guys sign after their third season. How important was it for you to go back to school? And do you feel like that was, in the end, the right decision for your development? I mean, I remember the decision or the process that I took in. I mean, moment right after you won, it was, should I go pro or should I not go pro? But then kind of laid out all the pros and cons and might as well. We, we were going to have a really good team again. I mean, the following year, like this year. Um, so Anna would get an education on top of it. So. I thought might as well we, we have a chance to to run it back again. And I would love to do it again with the with the guys that were a part of last year, but also this year. We'll dive a little bit into where your pro career first began. You were drafted by Tampa Bay, but now you come to San Jose in a trade. And the Sharks are obviously in a different 
point in their history compared to the Tampa Bay Lightning coming off Stanley Cups and our perennial contenders every year. The Sharks, maybe more opportunity. Is that how you looked at San Jose as maybe a land of opportunity for you to get to the level that you hope to, and that's the National Hockey League? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the opportunity, I think it's great, whatever it presents to yourself, but also if you if it presents yourself, you also have to put in the work for it. And that was also kind of one of the main reasons why I wanted to to stay back one more year and and pre- prepare myself and develop a little even further. So I'm so I'm truly ready for for the real pro experience when the opportunity arises. We're talking to Magnus Krona, Sharks goaltending prospect. The pro, the college level, much different. You go to school in the middle of the week. Maybe it's not as predicated on hockey, although it's very important at DU. So what are you most looking forward to about being a pro as a, as opposed to being a collegiate goaltender? Uh, I don't know. I've been, the past four years have been pretty time timely packed. Uh, so I'll be interested to see what, other than hockey, I mean, probably a lot of golf, hopefully a lot of fishing, but so I'll see what I, I'll, I'll probably find a good, good amount of time to, to spend on some hobbies that I have, but it'll, it'll be, uh, it'll be different for sure in the beginning. Well, one of the biggest things that stands out from your game, no pun intended, is your size. You've got great size, six five, six six is what they've got you listed at. And Andre Vasilevsky, who's in Tampa's organization, obviously, uh, the one you were drafted into, is considered widely as maybe the best goalie in the entire world. He's a bigger guy himself. I don't know if you really had much time to to spend with him, if you ever even met him. But once you were drafted by Tampa Bay, is there anything you pulled from him, being that you guys were in the same organization for a little bit? I mean, I remember when I was at camp, uh, they they pull a lot from how he plays and and I was just say like his quickness on his feet, like it being so tall and big as he is and still being quick. I think that was probably my both my biggest takeaway from from that organization and what they kind of try to influence me with. Who was the goaltender that you idolized as a kid? Oh, Carey Price. Big Carey Price guy when I grew up and uh, Crawford. What was it specifically about Carey Price that you loved? Uh, I just remember when he kind of what he was always he's always been in his prime, but. Uh, I just remember when he played, he just looked so smooth, like it was just all in one motion. Um, basically, it looked effortless, but still so good. Uh, it, it just looked like the goalie that I wanted to be um, and playing at the highest level while doing it. It was, yeah, something, something else. I always like hearing the stories when goalies decided to play goal. When was the tipping point for you when you decided – that goalie was the position for you. So I actually played D-man until we, so back in Europe, we do like half ice and then we would go to full ice. So I think I played probably like one tournament on full ice and I was just like, this is not for me. And then, and then we were having little goalie situations. So I, I was just like, might as well try to try to see how it is. And then the rest, the rest is kind of history at this point. I think every goalie is different, but a lot of goalies are real particular with their equipment maybe even the style and the look of their equipment is that something that is important to you i think all goalies if they don't say it's important i think they're lying but uh i mean i i always love the clean looks like not really like fully black or right? i i love like crisp like white uh and that's kind of what i've had the past years here um and that's kind of what that I always strive to have for a little cleaner look. Going back to 2018, your draft year, selected by Tampa in the fifth round. What do you remember about drafting? Was Tampa kind of on your radar as a team that could end up calling your name? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember uh, that day pretty well. Uh, yeah, there were, it was them. 
they had a Swedish scout at the time, but I think he's probably with them still. He was saying I was going to be a, a highly chance of being drafted there, and then, yeah, became truth. So it was it was a great day. I don't know how much communication you've had with Thomas Fear, the Sharks' goaltending coach, and if again, Nabokov kind of oversees the the goalies in the organization, the prospects. Have you had a chance to communicate with those guys? And I know you had development camp a couple of years ago with the Sharks. And what have you made of uh, just what they've talked to you about on some little nuances maybe they want you to alter coming into the pro level? Yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of conversation with Nabby recently. Uh, talked to him on Friday. Um, so, I mean, it's been great uh, just seeing some small points throughout, throughout the year that that we can kind of improve on and having that dialogue with the goalie coach here and kind of back and forth. Uh, but it's been great. I mean, he's he's great. He was a great goalie, and and now I think he's a phenomenal goalie coach, especially by by pointing out small things that can make a make a huge difference. What are maybe a thing or two that you've already begun talking about as you begin now here in your your pro career? What are some things that you just want to maybe tighten up or change slightly? Yeah, I mean, the things that we've tightened up a little bit would be the my depth of play, uh, especially coming in from the rush, and then being able to do those lateral movements real quick. Uh, and that kind of plays in with, with the big fast feet, uh, even though my size to, to be able to do that. Um, I mean, it, it, it can gain you plenty of seconds and reaction time. So, I mean, he's been doing a great job of it um, for the past yeah two years of kind of leveling me up to the pro professional level. And, and, uh, and yeah. As a bigger guy, you always hear Rick goalies. You, you come out to challenge, you cut off the angles, don't give the shooter as much to, to look at. But being bigger, do you have to come out as aggressively or can you sit back just because you're covering more than that? No, I mean, I would say you can definitely sit back. I mean, have a little more patience with that. Uh, but then especially you can't forget about the feet. Uh, obviously, the feet is what's, what's going to move you uh, in the right direction. And and that's kind of what what we have worked the past two years on to, to kind of get in that, that in that sweet spot, not too, not too far back, but not too far out. Are there any things technically that you can almost bypass because you have the size that maybe a guy who's six foot, six one, has to make sure they're they're ultra technically sound. Is there anything that maybe you can almost skip in your game because of your size? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily skip, but I mean, obviously, post play have a little advantage of of leaning on the post with with my size. Uh, but I mean, that's probably the one thing that comes up in my head. Uh, but it's just like automatic when I when I go down my post play that it just it's a little smooth and and the whole body is across um, basically the whole the whole net. Forgive me if I'm saying your parents' names wrong. Your, your mom, Anika, and your dad, Bjorn, is that correct? That's correct, right there. What have they meant to your career? Uh, I mean, I don't think there's there's words to kind of describe it, but I mean, even from, from a young age, driving so so much with packing hockey gear and then going back home to late nights and then waking up early to do it all over again. Uh, I mean, I will forever be grateful for, for what they've done and and how much money they put into my hockey career to to be able to come this far and and uh, but yeah I mean I'll I'll see them here in a week so I'm truly excited for that uh, that they'll be a part of uh, of four years that that I'll be graduating again since I graduated high school and then the second one uh, so that they've been a part of every graduation uh, and it means it means a whole lot to me. Talking to William Ecklin, he has to FaceTime his family, his siblings, his parents really early in the morning. What's the communication schedule with you, your parents, and, and your sister? Yeah, I mean, we usually have to 
have to schedule almost a Zoom, a Zoom meeting to meet, uh, but it's mostly during the weekends, uh, probably usually Sunday since we play Friday, Saturday, and it's a very busy week from before it. Um, but I mean, I think it's I think it's been great uh, talking like every once a week uh, to kind of uh, chat up a bit and uh, kind of recap what's what's happening and what's going on and and plan for for all the good stuff that's about to happen. So. All right, you're from Sheleftia. What is hockey culture back home compared to what you've experienced now here in the U.S.? I think that might be a typo from lead prospect, probably. I'm okay, from, my apologies. How do you say it? No, no, no. I'm from uh, I'm from Stockholm, right where uh, Eki's from. So okay, so I saw Stockholm in one spot, and I always think they just blanket. Oh, he's from Sweden. He's probably from Stockholm. So you're actually from Stockholm. I am from Stockholm. It was just that when I played one year in Cleftio, they switched it to that I was from there. And I was just like, that's false. <laughs> okay. Um, well, good to know. I like, I like finding out accurate information when we have these, these chats. Yeah. Cool. I mean, so I, what was hockey like back home in, in Stockholm? Uh, I mean, so I'm basically 15 minutes North from Stockholm. Eki is 15 minutes South. Um, I mean, it was always big. Uh, I remember growing up, like it's, it's, a, it's a real big, big thing back home is it's either you play hockey or play soccer um so we always played uh I'm obviously two years older than Aki so we always played their team but they were two years young or older group uh but then as we grew up and became a little older under 18 under 20 started playing Aki more because he he was at that talent at that time and still is so kind of ended up playing each other a couple times in under 18 and under 20 too you have a new home for country music in the Bay Area. Bay Country 94.5 and 92.1 in the East Bay. I'm going to need some whiskey glasses. Drinking beer almost as cold as you. And Bobby Bones in the morning. Hello to the Bay Area. I'm Bobby Bones. Make sure you wake up with us on Bay Country. This is your invite to join us right now. The Bay Area is making a move to the all-new Bay Country 94.5 and 92.1 in the East Bay. Listen online from anywhere. KBayCountry.com. The Hilton San Jose is the preferred hotel of the San Jose Sharks and SAP Center in San Jose. Experience something new. Close to home or from across the world, the Hilton San Jose is there for you with memorable offers and experiences. Enjoy the brand new guest rooms with luxurious Waldorf Astoria beds and upgraded amenities. We're committed to creating a safe and relaxing experience, including delivering an even cleaner stay from check-in to check-out. Visit sanjose.hilton.com now to make your reservation. We are Hilton. We are hospitality. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Now he doubles back, almost lost it. Got it back, wheels around, pin out all those. shoots and scores! Fans, don't miss a minute of AHL action this year with AHL TV. Watch every game live and experience the thrills and excitement of AHL hockey. Featuring cutting edge technology, interactive features and fan friendly subscription prices. Visit AHLTV.com to sign up now. You're listening to Barracuda Hockey. We're talking to Sharks goalie prospect Magnus Krona, one of the newer members of the organization. I read that you're a big basketball fan. I don't know if it has to do with the fact that you're taller, but was that something that you picked up coming to the U.S. or had you already begun to follow the NBA and become a fan of, of basketball well before you made your way 
to Denver. Oh, yeah. I, I for sure became a basketball fan and, and before I came to college and in my junior career, uh, it was always something that it was very fun to watch, and especially in playoff times and and uh, just uh, the characters in, in basketball and NBA, especially that they have to uh, to uh, to offer. Uh, so basketball, I would say, and then I enjoy watching a lot of golf, too. I read that you were a Houston Rockets fan. Would you be willing to change your allegiance now that you're moving to Barrett and maybe oh, yeah. a team like the Warriors? Oh, yeah. I was a big <laughs> Houston fan before I came in because they had uh, they had Harden on the team. Uh, so now it's for sure, for sure, a Golden State fan. So you're big into fishing. You, you talked about that golf, fishing when you're not playing hockey. What would you say is a correlation between fishing and the goalie position? Uh, oh, I would say patience for sure. Because in fishing, like you can have some great days and you can have some really rough days where you just have to wait it out and kind of see how it plays out. But you still have to be have to be on it if something something hooks up. We do have some fishing spots in the Bay Area that aren't always in connection to the ocean. So you'll be able to do some some freshwater fishing as well. But what are you usually trying to trying to go for? And I'm sure it's something different in in Colorado as opposed to back home. But what do you tend to to fish for? Uh, when I'm in Colorado, we've gone for for a lot of different things. So we've gone so we go on guided tours where we have have a boat and instructors and all that. Uh, but we usually go for trophy hunting, which is like pike or musky. Uh, some bass here and there, and then, and then mostly trout. I want to circle back to hockey really quick. Two years ago, you won the national championship in the Frozen Four, the semifinal game. You took on Michigan, and you'll have some bragging rights with Thomas Bordalo, who will be your, your future teammate within the Sharks organization. But that was a highly touted Michigan team. I mean, arguably the, the most highly touted at the, at the collegiate level of all time. Did you guys look at that Michigan team as that, or was it just kind of a a blank gray face, if you will, when you were taking on those guys? I mean, obviously we knew uh, they were really talented, but I mean, as most teams play all year, we we all play pretty stacked, talented teams. And we kind of knew that before the Frozen Four, that if we play the way that we played and because we were successful like we played, um, we'll be just fine. Uh, and I think that's kind of what we stuck with it. And then we, we try to play to play a harder game against them to kind of introduce them to uh, the NCHC hockey uh, and how we play. Um, Cause it's, it's a tough conference. I mean, all credit to the conference. Uh, it's been, it's like, like we call it all the teams in the conference. It's, it's a gauntlet of college hockey that you have to go through. Uh, and then, and it's like an old saying in the conference that iron sharpens iron um, and that it just prepares you for or the best end result. What was your favorite building within the conference that you played in opposing building? Uh in our own conference? Um uh, yeah, playing yeah. on that North Dakota for that's a that's a given. Um I mean they I think they had average attendance this year probably was fifteen thousand. Uh which which is I think they pretty sold out every single game. Uh and it took me yeah until my senior year to actually win in North Dakota. So and we may actually swept them. We won two out of two that weekend. Uh, but it, it's the most fun uh, atmospheric building, uh, one of the most toughest places to play. Uh, and it was it was a lot of fun playing, playing a couple of times there throughout my, my college career. I was looking up some of your opponents over the last couple of years. And at a conference, I think I saw that you went back east at one point. I think you played in Providence, maybe at Boston College, if I'm not mistaken. So what out-of-conference atmosphere was your favorite? Oh, <clears throat> that's a really good question. 
Out of conference, experience-wise, I would say Alaska, just because of the environment that we were in. Um, otherwise, we've gone to a lot of different places. I would probably say then Alaska. It was my freshman year. It was, it was a lot of fun. We went up there two weeks ahead, get to experience what Alaska has to offer with, with huskies and all the all the wolves that I call them. And kind of that dog sledging, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a it was a fun two week trip that we went on. Yeah, I was going to follow up, but did you get a chance to kind of enjoy what Alaska had to offer? And it sounds like you guys, you certainly did. You got the full Alaskan experience. Yeah, I mean, we went to saw all the all the dogs and and the oil pipes, and and basically what Alaska strives for, and and just the environment there was just something that I've I've never kind of seen before. Uh, I mean, it was it was a great experience going there, uh, especially getting kind of that team bonding experience before before we started that that college campaign my freshman year. So you beat Michigan in the semifinal game. You take down Goliath. You take on Minnesota State in the final. You win the national championship. You complete the ultimate goal. What will you remember most about winning a national title? I just remember mostly when we were down one nothing going into the third. Uh, and I mean, our coaches, I've, he's been my coach for, for all the, all the years I've been here, but at the time he was on his fifth or on his fourth year and I was on my third year. So a very new upcoming coach. Uh, and he, he just came in and said that we've done this before we've scored five or more goals in the third period and that we're, we're far away from, from being gone in this game. And, and I just remember us going in there and, and just putting on the show that we, we did all that year. So. And I think that was probably one of the most memorable experience from that game. And then obviously all the fun that led uh, into it after we won, when we came back and all the things that we get to, to experience. Yeah. I want to ask about that. I don't know if you guys have a parade that goes into when you, when you win a championship like that, but the national championship, you win, you win that game. Obviously that's, that's an absolute thrill, but leading into that, these are single elimination win or go home. This is not like the Stanley cup playoffs where you get a best of seven series. From a goaltending standpoint, is there any extra pressure in a win or go home type scenario? Uh, I mean, obviously it is, but I mean, I, I thought it was the best time of the year. Obviously, don't don't want to shy away uh, from challenges or or opportunities that you, that you can get. And I think it's basically how you see it. Uh, if you're scared of losing and going home, uh, it's not a great mindset. And I think that's what kind of our mindset was that we're definitely not going home. Like we're, we're going to do this whole thing together. Uh, and I felt like that was kind of what separated us from most teams that we're in this together, no matter if we're down or if we're up. So you won the national championship in Boston. I'm sure that was a pretty decent flight coming back from Boston to, to Denver. What yeah. transpired the following days in, in regards to a celebration? I mean, yeah, it was uh it was an early morning flight that day after too. So it was interesting coming back, but I mean, the whole state of Denver or Colorado, uh, especially the Denver was really supportive. Uh, and then when we got back, it was just a flood of emotions with all the celebrations going on. And then we had the parade with the avalanche and then our high school team that won the state championship. And then the, the lacrosse team that also won the the national title. Uh, so it was just a big parade with with all the teams and just the, the Denver community kind of coming together. So it, it was a lot of fun. You live now in the States for four years, roughly. I'm sure you get to go home in the off season, but what's probably the biggest thing you miss when you're not back home in Sweden? 
Uh, I mean, I would probably say the people around this program. I mean, the amount of time that we spend together, um, even in classes in school, we're basically with each other all day, every day and live together um, since we're divided up in houses. But I would probably say the guys, um, I mean, it could be multiple other things, but I mean, the amount of time that we spend together and and building their connections, uh, especially through the four years that I've been here. So probably all my classmates in, in my grade and and that's the, probably the biggest thing that, I'll, that I miss. And then when I go home. So what U.S. custom have you adopted that's kind of a norm for you now since you moved to the States? What, what do you mean by custom? What's something that we do in the U.S. you don't do back home that now is just something that's normal? Oh, I would say wear sweatpants a lot or sweat shorts. It's just become a normal thing for me now. And just in school, wearing comfortable stuff. And, and when you go back home, it's just are you wearing that to school type of stuff? And now it's just like, just who I am now, I guess. Well, that just becomes the norm, especially with athletes. You get the team issued apparel to give you a pair of sweatpants, sweatshirt and hoodie. It's it, that just becomes the the wardrobe pretty much when you're going to class. So uh, I don't blame you, especially in an environment in a, a climate that's on the, on the colder side. So um well, we can't thank you enough for, for the time. We're excited to have you, excited when you signed and, and were acquired in, in the trade from Tampa a couple of years back. We look forward to seeing you. We'll, we'll see you as early as development camp and forward to seeing you in training camp as well. But uh, I think fans will really enjoy this. And congrats on the upcoming grad, graduation and all your success. And we look forward to having you officially join the fold this summer and going into the fall. So thank you again for the time. Yeah, thank you for having me. A big thank you to Magnus Krona for joining us on CUDA Confidential. I'm Nick Nolenberger saying thanks for listening and so long until next time. This has been a presentation of San Jose Barracuda Hockey.